الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وذكر فإن الذكرى تنفع المؤمنين صدق الله العظيم Suspected students of deen, mothers and sisters. Some weeks back we had commenced the discussion about the five ahadith which Imam Abu Hanifa rahimahullah had selected as being the ahadith that represent the crux of deen. That our entire deen revolves around these issues. So we had discussed the first hadith which was regarding ikhlas and the importance of ikhlas. There were various details that we discussed in this regard. May Allah give us the Tawfiq of practicing on all these A'mal, on all these Ahadith, all these, all these aspects of Ikhlas and inculcate the Ikhlas in our lives, in our every action. This is an important, very, very basic, very, very essential aspect of life. Without the Ikhlas, obviously nothing is going to be accepted, there's going to be no benefit in anything. So, the purpose of these, of these discussions is not just to gain some knowledge, some theory for the sake of saying that, well, I have learned further details about something, but to make amal upon it. So, the amal is what is required. The first aspect was ikhlas. The second hadith that we discuss now is the hadith wherein Rasulullah is reported to have said that Min Husni Islam il Mar'i Tarkuhu Malayani. That it is among the perfection of a person's iman, of his Islam, that he leaves out that which does not concern him. This is the goodness of a person's deen, of his Islam, that he does not get involved in things that does not concern him. La ya'ni. Now one part of Layani is very, very clear, very obvious. For example, a person is getting involved in some futile activity. People read things which are of no benefit to them, neither in deed nor in dunya. People get occupied in certain actions which are futile completely. So that's quite clear 
And the reason why there is so much of emphasis on this, now can we imagine again, we need to keep reflecting on this, that this is a selection of five ahadith which are the basis of all the aspects of deen. So, there is so much in deen, such great, great amal, such important aspects, and from all that now everything has been condensed into five ahadith. So every one of these ahadith is obviously a very, very major aspect of deen. Because it encompasses so much in it. So now this particular hadith sharif, in husni islam il mar'i tarkuhu mala ya'ni, that it is the beauty of a person's Islam that he leaves out what does not concern him or things that are futile. So this is a very deep matter. It's not something just on a surface level, something just on a secondary note, something just an additional detail of some sort. No, it's something very fundamental, very important. So one of the aspects in this regard is that one is what is completely permissible and is beneficial, that is one aspect. And then is the aspects that are layani. So it might be that sometimes in itself this could not be declared as something impermissible. Some of these things are within themselves on a level of permissibility. Meaning that it's not a sin in itself. But it is not of any benefit to anyone. It's neither of any benefit in deen. It's neither of any benefit in dunya. Now these things, this borders sometimes on haram. Where the border of haram is, this is where the border of layani meets. Like you get one property and then there's the neighbor's property. So the property of the of your property now, it has its border, it has its line. That this property finishes off at this point. And where that line is, where that property finishes off, immediately meeting it is the next property. There isn't any gap that this property is here. Like for example, you are currently sitting in the madrasa. In the madrasa, there's neighbors on either side. So one is the immediate neighbor. So now, the immediate neighbor's property is adjoining the property of the madrasa. So there isn't any gap in between that you can now go and point out that, look, here is the madrasa property where it finishes off. Then there is this empty space in between. And after this empty space, then from that point, the next property starts. No, there is no empty space. The same line on one side is the madrasa property and meeting that line on the other side is the neighboring property. It's unlike now, for example, the masjid. The masjid is a distance away. So now there is a big gap in between. So the property neighboring it, this has no gap. <coughs> Likewise, layani is on the side sometimes, sometimes it is on the side of what is permissible, meaning it is not in itself haram. Sometimes that is the case. But it borders what is haram. So now the person is walking right on the border. He is walking right along that line. And walking along the line of haram is very dangerous. 
it is very dangerous because anything can make a person just slip. It might be a loose pebble. He was not careful. He put his leg on that loose pebble and he fell into the neighboring property. Because there's no boundary walls here. It's open. Now he just fell into the next property. Now the next property there's some vicious dogs there. As soon as he fell into that property, those dogs attacked him. And now he's gone into that no, into the wrong place. So this is where the danger of Layani lies. Now Layani, what is sometimes also termed as Fuzul, things that are of futility, it's not restricted to just, for example, futile actions. There's futile actions, there's futile gazes, there are sometimes things that we look at which falls within Fuzul, which is futile. It's of no... One is a person, mashallah, is looking at some beautiful scenery, is looking at some tree or some mountain, looking at the sky, and he is admiring this as the Qudrat of Allah wa ta'ala, and he is recognizing Allah Ta'ala's Qudrat in this. That subhanallah, look at this tree, and look at the colors on the leaves, and look at the beautiful flowers that have come out of it. And what a beautiful fragrance. Subhanallah, the creator of this is who? Allah Ta'ala created it. Allah Ta'ala out of his qudrat. Look at this tree, look at its color, look at the shape. Look at the shape of the leaves, of the flowers. And then look at the next tree and how different the flowers are. But everything has its own unique beauty. And all the various things that take a person's attention towards the qudrat of Allah Ta'ala. And in this he recognizes Allah Ta'ala. That has become a source of marifat. That is not futile. That, mashallah, is very, very beneficial. This is part of acting on the ayat of the Quran Sharif, where Allah Ta'ala speaks about the true, the, His true servants and those who are the ones who truly remember Allah Ta'ala. And they ponder over the creations of the heaven and earth. So now this is also part of that pondering. They look at all these things and they ponder over it. So that kind of glance and that kind of looking is not futile. That is very beneficial. Obviously there are certain things which are crossing the border of permissibility. Certain things Allah Ta'ala has made haram to look at. He will never look at that. But what is not in that capacity of make, of of what Allah Ta'ala has forbidden, now the person is looking at the sky, looking at the trees, standing in front of the ocean, and looking at the ocean, now obviously standing in front of the ocean means where there's no fitna at that time there. If a person is in a place where there's fitna around, and he says, no, I came to see the ocean, and I came to admire the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala. Now it's on the month of December, when the beaches are full, and there's all kinds of fitna there, and he found only that time now, when all the fitna is around, to come and look at the ocean. Obviously that's just a deception of nafs. So in any case, coming back to what we were talking about, so one is this kind of gazing or speaking which is beneficial, so that is another aspect that what is beneficial talk, beneficial glancing, beneficial actions, that is not layani, that is not futile. But just as you get futile actions, they are futile glances. So it's just, now a person is just looking, but there's no ibrat he's taking out of something. He's just looking, so it's futile. Or he's looking at something that there's no benefit of any sort in it for him. 
but then like that you get futile words so this fuzul fuzul in kalam this fuzul in looking this fuzul in actions this fuzul in spending or this not necessary it's totally wastage or it's it's not total wastage then it's still futile of no benefit of any sort not giving any comfort is not giving any benefit it's just uh, not even of any sort it's just because now somebody else got it I too have to have it and then we take it buy it and forget about it we don't even know where it is all this fuzul so like you get that fuzul spending this fuzul words we get into discussions which have no benefit to us no benefit to anybody else sometimes this too is misunderstood there might be a light-hearted conversation now a light-hearted conversation so that light-hearted conversation might now where do you categorize this that light-hearted conversation one is that somebody is talking something about deen so now that's mashallah a person is talking about some of his work something of necessity some of dunya matters mashallah that too is excellent in terms of what he is needed to be speaking but now a light-hearted conversation he's just joking with somebody something where does that fit in if a person now coming back to the first hadith that was discussed the first hadith was about niyad if that had been understood correctly so this too would become a very beneficial thing and something that he will even get rewarded for provided number one it is within the limits of shariat obviously and it was done with the right intention that that light hearted conversation was in order to just make the next person cheer him up a bit make him feel a bit happy make the person feel comfortable now some guest has come to your house so now you're getting in engaged in some little bit light heartedness so that the person feels comfortable the person feels at home now that's the purpose now because ikramud daif honoring the guest making the guest feel this part of deen this is something we have been taught by rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam now that is not layani anymore but provided that it is within what the boundaries of shariata and the right intention was made in it that is no more layani that has become something beneficial or the person is doing it to now freshen his own mind little so that he can get back to his work in a more refreshed manner but now this is obviously within its limits with the right intention so that is not layani anymore but there are things that we get involved in discussions we get involved in which are of absolutely no benefit rather forget benefit they often border on haram and because they are bordering on haram because it's a completely layani discussion as discussed that the the property which is within permissibility but is layani that is bordering the neighboring property the neighboring property is haram so layani is right at the border deep into the property is what is halal what is completely permissible but right at the edge is what is layani so layani futile activities futile words anything futile person is just browsing now he's browsing through his phone and so on this layani got no objective he's just now wasting time layani but now that is bordering on haram because now something is going to come in front of him because he's got he's just a casual browser now allah forbid what he'll start browsing because that's now right at the edge of the neighboring property and the neighboring property has got vicious dogs on it 
the neighboring property has got some very some very dangerous things in there. So likewise now, the person was just browsing, he'll just flip into something, that loose pebble, and he'll just fall over in the neighboring property. So this is a very dangerous side of things. Now a person starts getting sometimes, in some discussions, which may have the hue of deen in it. Now it might be, for example, some matter that might be a matter of some difference of opinion between scholars, between the ulama. Now a person gets into that discussion, what is the objective of people like us getting into that discussion now? That somebody said this, and somebody said that, then I give some analysis of what I think it should be, and then the next person gives some analysis of what he thinks it should be, and then a third person gives some analysis, and then now I am then giving my uh, refutation of what the next person said, that person is refuting something I said, and now it became a debate, and after all that has been done, when finally after half an hour, after one hour, sometimes after many hours, when everybody has now finally had to wake up from there and go their own ways, what did a person leave with? Or likewise, a person is reading about all this on social media or whatever, so now he carried on reading all the posts that came up there, so he spent half an hour, spent one hour reading all of that, when he finally switched off, what did he leave from there with? So now a person who has some objective, a person started off a business. So now when he started off a business, he's all the time concerned about what's going to make a profit. And if something is going to be of no benefit to him, he'll say, look, this is after hours now. Business time, somebody wants to come and have a braai now. He'll say, look, this is business time now. That braai we'll have in the weekend or something. Now it's shop time now. i got to run my business. So now he is looking at what, but now he is so close to his friends and the friends are saying, no, but we want to come and have a braai with you and we bringing the meat also. You can only provide the matches to light the fire. He says, look, you can come with the matches also, but it's not the time. Now I need to make, do my business and earn a profit. So the person has got that objective that he has opened this business to earn a profit. So now he hasn't got time in business hours to be socializing. One odd thing here and there, somebody came, made salam with him and all that, obviously. And more often than not, that socializing also will have a business motive. That now this person, I need to sit down and give him a cup of tea, etc. Why? The very big customer. That cup of tea is not for the sake of socializing. That cup of tea is bringing business. So a person who is a businessman, he is seeing everything in the light of business. What's going to bring profits? So he doesn't have time for things that are going to be not profitable to his business. Now nobody can come and now debate with him, but is it haram to have a, some meal together and have some braai here now? See, all that is in its place, not haram, but not the time and place for it. He's looking for his benefit. He's looking for his profits. So now a person sat and read that social media post for now half an hour, one hour, two hours, and reading about this and that and the other. And after he finished off from there, what he left from there, what was his profit? What was his benefit? So more often than not, and perhaps there would not be anyone that might dispute that, that more often than not, 
more often than not, there was sometimes either no profit or hardly any benefit. The harm was more than the benefit. Or there was no benefit at all. The profit was very minimal. Now that is a principle that the Quran Sharif gives us even with regards to khamar, wine, intoxicants. The Quran Sharif doesn't say that this is completely harmful. In gambling and khamar, the Quran Sharif says, وَإِثْمُهُمَا أَكْبَرُ مِن نَفْقِهِمَا Now this came in stages, the, the impermissibility came in stages. First it was completely permissible as the ahkam and the laws of deen were being revealed. Initially it was completely permissible. Then it was discouraged. Then it was discouraged with even more uh, emphasis. And eventually the command of Allah Ta'ala came that this is completely impermissible. But now in the interim when this was going through the various stages before it became totally impermissible, Allah Ta'ala says, وَإِثْمُهُمَا أَكْبَرُ مِن نَفْعِهِمَا That this, the benefits of it are very minimal and the harms of it far outweigh the benefits. So as a result, finally it got completely prohibited. Now that became a principle of deen that something sometimes might have some small benefit in it. So we won't deny that there isn't any benefit. But when the harm outweighs the benefit, so, if a person is going to open his business, but he's going to get some benefit out of it, but the loss is going to be greater than a benefit. So, now it's not going to that he didn't get one single customer. He got customers. Customers came, they bought, etc. But after the whole exercise was done, at the end of the month, he earned so much, he earned 100,000, and his expenses were 200,000. So, now nobody can say that he didn't earn. He earned, he earned 100,000. But now, after he paid his expenses, he's still out of pocket. And I say, it's not worth it now, close shop. So somebody says, but wasn't their business? People came, they bought. He says, yes, people came, they bought, we did business, we sold, we made, uh, we did sales for 100,000 rands. So now 100,000 rand sales you did, and now you know, close the shop. He says, no, but the expenses were 200,000. So now what's the benefit? Forget expenses, 200,000. If the expenses were 100,000, and he's earning 100,000, what I'm working for then? There's no point in this now. It's a... Just now he's still earning me nothing. So when a person is earning nothing, that too is a problem for him. Forget losing. Now often in these kind of discussions, reading these kind of things, listening to these kind of things, talking about them, after all that exercise, does a person then think, now what did I achieve out of this? How much did I take from this? What, what it benefited me? What have I got to take along? Meaning something of benefit. But profit. So more often than not, he'll say nothing. More than anything, sometimes, many a person says that, I'm in a total confusion. I'm in a total confusion, so why are you making yourself confused? So a person says that, look, I'm feeling now, now I'm feeling nauseous. Why are you feeling nauseous? Because I ate something hot also, and I ate something cold also, and I ate something spicy at the same time and there was something sweet and I made a whole mixture of everything now is making me feel nauseous. So then the person would say, no, now you stop eating all just anything and everything from anywhere and everywhere. You decide now your temperament 
is not conducive to cold things, so now you keep out of cold things. Your temperament is not conducive to hot things, so you stay away from that. Your temperament is not conducive to spicy things, you stay away from that. So now what do you eat? You eat what's conducive to you. You eat what's conducive to you, then now your health will stay fine, you won't feel nauseous. You'll feel fine, you'll be able to carry on with life easily, comfortably. But now somebody says, but to eat spicy foods is haram? Say, no, no, it's not haram. But my temperament is not meeting with it. So now I'm getting nauseous because I'm eating spicy food, because it's not agreeing with me. So likewise, in terms of taking advice of deen, if we start looking at anything and everything, listening to anything and everything, reading anything and everything, and then in that process we reading up all and sundry, the comments of all and sundry, listening to the comments of all and sundry, now that part of it becomes layani. All and sundry, they comments, and they what this person had to say in regard to it, and that person, and every Tom, Dick and Harry's uh, comments on it. Now one is people on a level of knowledge, people on a level of understanding, they are debating something, but now every other person now has a view on it, every other person has something to say about it. So now what's going to be the end result if we are going to listen to all of this, and we are going to be listening to all of the comments and reading all these posts. Then, when we are going to keep reading all these posts, then we will say now the goalposts are changing now. I don't know where to keep my goalposts now. Whether to score the goals on this end or that end. So the issue is that in that case, the simple solution is that a person sticks to one line, sticks to one personality, who he has the confidence in, who he is confident in terms of that person's knowledge, that person's piety, that person's expertise, that inshallah for my purposes, he may not be the best person in the world in terms of his knowledge and his expertise, for my purposes is sufficient enough to guide me correctly. Now whoever then we feel in that regard, generally he is regarded to be a person of knowledge and understanding in the, among the ulama kiram among the people of understanding, is a person of piety, then somebody will have that confidence in one person, somebody will have it in a second person, somebody will have it in a third person, but then we stick to the person, one person, then we don't read about what all and sundry have said, we don't even get to all the debates, we don't even get into all the finer discussions and details, we stick to the line that we have been, we have taken, we ask our questions in one place, and we get our answers from there, and we carry on with life. We will save ourselves from a lot of confusion. And more than that, in all these discussions, we'll often get into layani. And beyond that, because now this layani is bordering haram, we'll get then into ghibat. We'll get into now uh, criticizing somebody in a way that now we are running them down and causing, uh, sometimes getting into bohtan, sometimes crossing the line in some other matter. So what will be the end result? The end result is a lot of loss. Now the person opened the business, a lot of customers came, 100,000 sales, but the expenses 200,000. Now the person picked up few things, few things of benefit here and there, but overall it was of no real benefit. But that no real benefit was bordering on some other property. So as a result we ended up falling next door. We ended up falling next door, the vicious dogs of the neighbor came and mauled us. Now, nafs and shaitan are waiting in the neighboring property of haram. Now, layani is right next to the neighboring property. That's haram. 
and the vicious dogs of nafs and shaitan are just waiting to maul us. So we stay far away into the property of halal, into the property of righteousness, far away, deep down, right in the middle of what is the safest point, right into the things that are clear cut. There is no ambiguity in it and the clear path. And part of the clear path is that we choose one line. We choose one person to take our direction from. And then not just do that, then we stay out of everything else also. When we will adopt that manner and that method and that policy, then inshallah, and this is what we are obliged to do in terms of deen, in terms of what the Quran Sharif has commanded us. فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ الذِّكْرِ إِن كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ That if you don't have the knowledge, you ask the people of knowledge. So now ask the people of knowledge meaning, you have to ask somebody. So you ask somebody, you ask that one person, and you take everything from that one person who you have the confidence in and everybody will not have the confidence in the same person provided that the person is a person of haq is a person on the path of righteousness and generally the seniors of the ummah regard him in that area, in that vicinity as somebody of knowledge of piety, and that is good enough for us, then we take the direction from him and we then move in that direction in this way, this will be the safeguard of our deen our dunya and akhirat. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Inshallah we'll continue with some further aspects of this discussion in the coming weeks. If Allah ta'ala bless us with life and tawfiq, Allah ta'ala accept and enable us to understand deen correctly and practice deen correctly. Wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu. Allahumma la nuhsithana an alayk addaka ma athnaita ala nafsik. جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه المعين والحمد لله